Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 165 of the Speaking Club podcast. I want to open the show today with a quote from Amy Cuddy. Authenticity doesn't just mean you're not filtering what you're saying. It's about being able to know and access the best parts of yourself and bring them forward. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognize the power of stories and humor in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organizations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hey! I hope you're having a fab week as ever. Now, in episode 35, if you can cast your mind back, I talked about the attributes of a great speaker. And if you haven't listened to that one, then follow the link in the show notes. This is a standalone episode, so don't worry, but you'll get a lot of value from that one too um, to complement this one. And this show is kind of building on that one because in this episode, I'm going to be sharing how I believe you need to be as a speaker if you're going to use speaking to successfully build your audience, business or movement. So if you feel that there's a gap between where you are with your speaking now and where you want to be, then chances are this show will give you an insight into what might be causing it and how to begin closing that gap. So, in my humble but informed opinion, the greatest speakers, those who light up the space and the audience, do four things uh, in common. They are natural, inspiring, compelling, and engaging. Nice. And I believe that Being a nice speaker, doing talks that are nice is something that is within everyone's grasp. But some people sabotage themselves before they've had a chance to fulfill their potential. And that's why I'm going to be first sharing things that can sabotage your success and then showing you those things that can make you sore. And before all that, though, I want to share a story with you about how I sabotaged my childhood dream before I'd even given it a shot. When I was about 10 or 11, the Royal Shakespeare Company came to my school and performed The Taming of the Shrew. And I remember Alfred Molina, who you may know from movies like The Mummy, was playing Petruchio. And I was completely blown away by all of them. And from that moment on, I knew I wanted to act And my dream was to be part of the Royal Shakespeare Company. And that led me to applying to go to drama school in London when I was 17. I got an audition and I was so excited. I drove my family crazy going over and over my lines. The audition day arrived and I felt nervous but confident as I walked into the building and registered. Just through those double doors to the waiting area the receptionist said. And I walked quickly and flung open the doors. I stepped through and I felt all my confidence drain away. 
because sitting on the chairs in the corridor were this row of tall, blonde, beautiful girls, all fitting that sort of Cindy and Barbie look that all little girls imagine themselves looking like, rightly or wrongly. And I sat down meekly, smiling outwardly, but feeling crushed inside, because I knew I didn't fit that mould, that I was different from these model-looking girls, and I felt rejected before I even entered the audition room. And I didn't perform at my best, and needless to say, I didn't get in. I let my assumptions and beliefs about what I thought I was supposed to be like, what I thought other people wanted me to be like, get in the way of being confident and fully self-expressed in that audition. And I also let them influence what I believed was possible for my future. What I know today that I wish I'd known then was that the best thing to be is you. It's okay to not fit the mould, to look different and be different. It will make you unique and memorable. You only have to look at the success of actresses like Meryl Streep and Whoopi Goldberg and Melissa McCarthy for evidence of that. And the same is true in your speaking and marketing. So the first thing you need to be when you're speaking is natural which for me encompasses a number of things, including authenticity, integrity and confidence. It's about being on stage, on your podcast or on your video as your true self, leaving the ego with all its doubts, limiting beliefs and insecurities off stage, off mic or off camera. It's about having one clear intention, that you connect with your audience and land your message and recognising that it's not about you, it's all about them. And what can get in the way of doing a natural talk, being natural, is, is for a lot of people is believing that they have to change who they are to fit into this presenter mould. So the moment they step on stage or in front of the camera, they slap on a mask and enter presenter mode. And what I've seen time and again is that when people speak from this place, they have similar symptoms, if you like. People start focusing on ums and ahs. They'll be hypervigilant to what the audience is doing, not in a good way, where you're reading the energy of the audience and guiding them through the journey, but focusing in on expressions and body language and then second guessing what those individuals are thinking and making it mean stuff that is way off the mark, leading to worrying about being judged and, and losing all your confidence. And this, you know, presenter mode can lead you to hugging scripts and sharing safe content. More on that in a bit. And if you're in your head in presenter mode, you are not going to be connected to the audience. So the question is, what should you do instead to show up as naturally as possible. Well, I believe the first thing is to be present and stay in the moment. And I've talked about this before. Part of what will enable you to do that, though, is feeling ready. And feeling ready comes from knowing you've done the preparation, that you've created your talk thinking about the audience and focusing on the message. 
and you've practiced and become familiar enough with it to let go, be yourself and trust that everything will come together. So that's natural. Right, on to number two, the I in nice. Great speakers are inspiring. They're able to paint a picture for their audience of a different future, to sell them on a vision that ignites a flame of possibilities, and they invite the audience to become a part of their mission. The main thing that scuppers a lot of speakers in this area, in my opinion, is their own failure to share their mission. Potentially not because they don't have one, but they have the following types of thoughts and beliefs about themselves in relation to their mission. And these are, who am I to instigate this change? What makes me worthy of being a leader and an authority in this area? And these beliefs result in the following symptoms. Speakers who stick to information and data rather than sharing authentically and from a place of vulnerability about the difference they want to make in the world and why it matters to them. They make the mistake of trying to impress their audience by talking about themselves and their achievements or making things sound overly complicated in the mistaken belief that this will make them seem like an authority when in fact the opposite is true. Because the real experts in a subject are able to make it relatable and understandable to everyone. And they don't prepare enough so that they have something else to blame but themselves. And all of this is to cover up and compensate for the fact that they feel inadequate. So what's the antidote to this one? Well, again, in my opinion and experience, it comes down to passion. The inspiring speaker is driven by a clear purpose, fueled by a cause they're passionate about because they know that they can make a difference. They don't want to create Barriers like complicated or abstract concepts that stand between themselves and their audience. They want to make their message simple and relatable and find the points of connection that bring them closer together. And this passion comes across in their content and delivery and the complete absence of worry about being judged. They are all in and prepared to do whatever it takes to get their message to land and their audience to make a shift. Which leads me nicely, excuse the pun, onto the C in nice, which, as I said, stands for compelling. A compelling speaker is one that's able to create a burning platform in the minds of their audience. They're not afraid to shake things up and tap into the pain and fears of the people they're talking to so that change becomes more attractive than the status quo. And the problem that gets in the way of people being compelling as a speaker is their unwillingness to do what it takes to make the change matter to their audience. I've talked about this before on the show as well, but fear is a bigger motivator than desire. So as well as painting the positives of making a change, you have to show the impact of not doing so. And this concern shows up as speakers who play it safe, are scared to upset people, care more about their brand and reputation than making a difference, and are not 
prepared to be the change that they want to see in the world. So what's the way of being that makes you a compelling speaker? Well, I think it's summed up in being prepared to be intentionally provocative. Being prepared to pose the difficult questions to the audience, to challenge the status quo, to talk about values and identity and push their buttons. is about making a stand for them and the change that you want to see and caring more about making a difference than being liked. Yes, you will alienate some people, but the right ones will hear your message and be drawn to it. And it's important to say that being provocative doesn't have to be at the expense of being liked. And this brings me to the E in nice, which is being an engaging speaker. So what does that mean? Well, for me, it's about your content and delivery. Engaging speakers are those who constantly keep their audience front of mind when they're designing their talk or podcast or video or webinar so that the messages land in a way that's memorable, relatable and entertaining. Those who take their audience on a journey with their content, that use storytelling and humour and performance skills to keep their audience leaning in and paying attention all the way through. And in my experience, speakers who aren't engaging tend to hide behind their material. And this can show up in these ways. Again, not not putting the effort in and using lack of preparation as an excuse. Making their slides a tool for them to remember their talk rather than an aid to help their message land with their audience. Considering their talk as a delivery of information rather than taking their audience on a journey. Talking about process, not transformation. And leaving out any personality or performance. And for me, the way to avoid making this mistake is for you to always view the objective of your talk as persuasion, creating and delivering it as if you were a lawyer making a case to a jury and using all the tools of content, personality and performance to persuade them that they need to make a change and take action. So to sum this all up then, To be a natural speaker, you've got to ditch the mask and stay present. To be inspiring, you have to share your mission and why you're passionate about it. To be compelling, you have to make your message matter and be prepared to be provocative. And to be engaging, you need to make your material audience-focused and persuade them to make a shift. And in my experience and opinion as a coach, at the heart of all of the problems I've highlighted today are the three traits of an awkward speaker. And they are being inauthentic, imposter syndrome and insecurity. And at the heart of making your talks nice are the three traits of an awesome speaker authenticity, authority, and audacity. And the question is, how do you close the gap and go from being an awkward speaker to being an awesome one whose talks are consistently natural, inspiring, compelling, and engaging? And for me, it comes down to three things that you need to do. 
You need to test your content to develop the skills and practice. And for sure, listening to this podcast will help. But as I said before, it's only when you take action and put the learning into practice that you'll grow. So my message for you and your takeaway, the most important thing for you to remember from this is to get out there and get into action and do that testing and practice and developing the skills. And if you want a safe space to do that, then do check out the Speaking Club Live membership and how it can help you fulfill your potential as an awesome speaker. And you can find out more about that at storyledmarketing.com. But whatever you do, get out there. Well, that's it from me. I hope this episode has pushed some of your buttons today and that it helps you move forward on your speaking journey. And as ever, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoy the show and get value from it, please take a couple of minutes to leave a rating or review if you haven't already done so at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC. And stay safe. And as ever, don't you forget to go out, grab your speaking by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. Getting to practice your speaking in front of an audience is a crucial part of testing your message and developing your skills and experience as a speaker. Yet opportunities to do this in the right environment can be hard to find. Add in the chance to get expert feedback and coaching on your content structure and delivery and the opportunities are even fewer. But that's what you'll get as a member of the Speaking Club Live. Each week we'll be focusing on a different aspect of business speaking from pitching to presenting to videos and lives. There'll be hot speak slots and you'll get the chance to practice sharing your message, your storytelling, your humor, and all the different aspects of speaking in front of me and other members. Then you'll get feedback and coaching from me and your peers so that you're moving forward on your speaking journey with accountability and support. If you'd like to find out more about how you can become a member of the Speaking Club Live so that you can build your confidence, improve your delivery and become a better speaker, then go to saraharcher.co.uk slash club now.